the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And here we are, Backbone Radio, in the midst of a bit of a rainstorm here in Denver Metro. I'm still a little bit wet from journeying in from the parking lot. I had to get all waterproofed to make it just a mere hundred feet or so into the doors here. And boy, when it rains around here, uh, people seem to like it, especially in late July. If you look out in your yard, if you have a yard, it might have like brown patches and all that stuff. So this comes as most welcome water. Last week's show, I remember coming in, it was like 97, 98 degrees. Mighty hot. But today, we've got rain. And uh, hope you're near a radio or near a device of some sort so we can share the good word here today. I was just kind of thinking as I was heading over here about how whenever you look at the news, whenever you... See, the bad news, it's all bad news in the Biden era, one of my themes around here. You always feel like, you ever feel like you're just always being insulted? You're always being sort of slapped in the face or maybe even punched in the nose by everything you see, by the 24-hour, around-the-clock propaganda that nobody believes it. The trust in media, according to Gallup, just came out with a survey, all-time lows. And I feel like I do a story on this about every few months, every six months, that trust in media has just reached another all-time low. And sure enough, it has reached another all-time low. But the slaps in the face, the stuff that just doesn't doesn't strike you as good or right or acceptable at all in any way, we're constantly assaulted by it. And that's like wide-open borders, wide-open fentanyl coming in, human trafficking coming in. The elites want the wide-open borders, the rhinos too. All the gender issues, the gender fluidity issues, the Leah Thomas winning the women's swimming events. You've seen those kind of stories all the time. We're bathing in that stuff all the time. There is no support from the political class for, you know, traditional family concepts for reproducing the population, for reproducing the United States of America. You always are assaulted by woke TV, woke Disney. Woke Disney, by the way, is the worst performing stock on the Dow Jones so far this year. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Disney is the worst stock. They go woke, bigly woke, and they're the worst stock in the entire Dow Jones. I just saw that the other day, and I was like, wow, how's that working? But you see, nobody will ever be fired from Disney because they want the wokeness. You know, that's, that's what the elites want. They're going to keep them in there. They won't let go of these people that are making these decisions and helping tank the Disney stocks, which is part of the insult we're always dealing with. And global elites are trying to change the way we farm. They're trying to play around with the world's food supply. They're changing everything about our energy, the way we produce, consume, deal with energy in the world. And it's backfiring in all kinds of places like Sri Lanka, the latest, greatest example of a complete collapse of the government. And yet, um, you know, they just move on to their next victim. They move on to their next 
era of destruction, geographically, wherever they can go. And, of course, the economic news is always bad. I mean, go down the list. It's just, just constant bad stuff, constant slaps in the face, constant insults to the American people, to the just normal law-abiding citizens of the world. And we'll get into the January 6th propaganda committee. What a bunch of insults that whole nothing burger has been. But of course, you step back from all of this and you see it's a coordinated thing. It's a very well thought out thing. And by the way, another one, last week, you know, you look at what's going on at, um, at Monticello, Thomas Jefferson's home. And then you look down the road at James Madison's home. And those places have gone completely and entirely woke. I mean, you don't get good information about who was Madison, who was Jefferson, what were their accomplishments in life. Madison wrote the Constitution, an incredibly brilliant, far-sighted human being. And you go to his, his Montpellier, where he was born, just down the road from Monticello, and um, and you don't get any of that. You just get the usual insults about woke history, the badness of America. And I just submit to you that this is a whole coordinated thing. It's all been coordinated and um, somehow never yet, like, exposed totally. Like, so much of the communication must be going on behind the scenes somehow. There must be some way these people communicate with their agendas. But we can at least latch on to some of the stuff that rises above the surface. We'll be doing that today. Yeah, we'll be talking about World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, the UN, and all that. I might save that for hour three. The Dutch farmers' protests carry on. Donald Trump, President Trump, is uh, bigly in the news right now. He just spoke, uh, had a big, huge, massive Arizona rally supporting Blake Masters and Kerry Lake, the MAGA candidates in Arizona, who have both opened up wide double-digit leads over their opponents. And some really, really good quotes from that rally I'll get to. Trump also spoke at the TPUSA Young Leaders event, and they did some polling after the event. And Trump dominates. Trump dominates the field for the 2024 potential presidential candidacy. And it's just not even close. I mean, you got a whole bunch of zero percenters like Mike Pence is at zero percent. So much for Mike Pence, 2024. Um, let's see. Uh, we've got a uh, let's Mike Pompeo is also at zero percent. And uh, and good old Nikki, Nikki Haley is sitting there at zero percent. I just got her book, by the way, and it's talk about a nothing burger of a book. So um, Trump. 2024, might it happen? He's dominating the polls. He's dominating TPUSA. And we'll see, folks. We'll see if he wants to do it again. He keeps telling the rally, we might have to just go do it again. And some interesting information has come out about the potential for a Trump 2024 campaign platform, and it involves demolishing the deep state. It involves firing tens of thousands of, of unelected government bureaucrats in the Beltway. And when I saw that, some big profiles by Jonathan Swan at Axios, I thought, oh, that just makes me feel good to even think about that. And a tweet from Jennifer Harris down in 
Texas that it instantly relaxes her to think about that, to contemplate that, the concept of Trump going straight on, head on against the deep state in a 2024 election campaign. And that, to me, I got to tell you, is very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, The power, as we know, has been taken away from the people in America, from our democracy in America, has been put in the hands of unelected bureaucrats and Politicians come and go, presidents come and go, but these unelected, absolute, vicious, nasty, sick people running this country into the ground, they're the people behind these insults and the slaps in the face that I aforementioned earlier. Yeah, go head on against them, and man, are they ever unpopular. If we have a democracy, if we have election integrity, that should be a winning, winning, winning campaign theme. I'll get some more details from these Long. I printed them up. One was 21 pages and one was 10 pages. I'll just boil it down to the essentials there. But, uh, man, Steve Bannon. Oh, yeah, the the third world leaders of the January 6th Propaganda Committee. They're going after Bannon. A D.C. jury says he's guilty of one count of uh, contempt of Congress for not showing up to testify. And, yeah, just like Eric Holder got that, uh, you know, nothing happened to him. And. Lois Lerner of the IRS got that same thing. Nothing happened to her, but are they going to try to turn the screws on Bannon? But Bannon says he's not giving an inch. Not giving an inch. He supports Trump, and he supports the Constitution. He's not giving an inch. The republic is at stake. The republic is at stake. He's not giving an inch. And the battle is on. The battle is on. Where are you going to be in this battle? You're going to... You're going to, like, say, oh, well, we have to have somebody who doesn't have mean tweets. We have to have somebody less divisive. We have to have a more establishment, rhino-friendly candidate, Ah, which they will then turn into the devil. Let us move on to their next victim. At any rate, we've got this. We've got more. (laughs) It's going to be a fun, rainy three hours here in the Denver metro area. It's Matt Dunn. It's Backbone Radio. we got Javier the Man behind the glass. Got a big wall of audio we'll work through with very piquant sound bites, and we'll be right back. Yeah, let's do a bit more telling it like it is there, and um, welcome back. And the lines have filled up on us. We'll be talking to everybody, but people do run around with this feeling that America is doomed. America's doomed. America's going down. America, we're never going to get it back. We've lost the republic. And so I think we need to view politics through that filter, that um, this ship is sinking. We're looking at societal collapse, economic collapse. That's what the elites want. That's what the rhinos want. And we have got to find a way to save this place. And it is in doubt. It is in jeopardy. That's how we have to look at um, 2022, 2024. We have to look at what is the best way we can possibly save this place if we can. we got to get in this battle, right? Let's get right to some phone action here. And let's say hello to Rick. Rick and Aurora, you're first up tonight. Yeah, hey, welcome, sir. Welcome. Yeah, the uh, the nonstop propaganda is sickening, and, and but you've hit this for years. You're you're brilliant. It's hey, all hey, unified propaganda. Who 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 has that meeting every morning with the push that day? Mm-hmm. It's just wall to wall, around the clock propaganda, and oh. we are immune to propaganda around here. I wish we could say that. There was more people who were immune to propaganda, but it seeps in in so many ways. If it doesn't get you in the front door, yep. it'll get you in the side door or the back door. 
We like to think we have them all uh, very well fortified, but... Yes. i got to give you the funniest uh, AP story of the week, where they, uh, I'll be quick, that, of course, Liz Cheney is going to lose her seat, but her and her advisors say it's not all bad, because now this will open up a lane for her to run for president. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Rick, they always say that about every rhino who gets evicted by their own voters. Yeah, yeah. You remember Jeff Flake in Arizona? Oh, God. He, he, he didn't yep. even run. He was so bad in the polls. And then he was like, well, I'm going to run for president. And of course, did that ever happen? No. Yeah. And it was uh, Corker in Tennessee, same thing. The yep. rhino couldn't even run for reelection for the Senate. And he's like, well, I'm going to run for president. Yeah, but then, of course, that, didn't, that, that that's just more propaganda. They say, well, okay, we're, uh, we're going to be running for bigger office because we're so popular with, like, nobody. <laughs> right, and her quote is, "I must do it to save the country." What a the, Liz Cheney makes me sick. Yeah, she she is like total barf. No one no one likes her in Wyoming. I'm they're saying maybe thirty points she'll lose by. I'm hoping forty. Could we get fifty? Wyoming, you got to get this done. Well, I don't and, know. The more the more if if it's too much, then for sure she'll run for president. <laughs> The only thing is, is that it's yeah. a test of Wyoming election integrity, okay? Because, uh, you know, if she's close or if somehow she does somehow win some miraculous election up there, everyone's going to say, oh, my gosh, there is no election integrity in this country, zero. So we'll uh, we'll see where the numbers yeah. end up landing. Yeah, Jack from Wyoming will take care of us there, right? Yeah, he's our point man. And I think, uh, you know, I'd put that guy in charge of anything, including the Supreme Court. Good old Jack. Oh, he knows yeah. his law there. <laughs> yes, yeah. he does. Yeah. All right. I'm All right. Well, good. Rick, all the best to you. Good luck on your next marathon. Right. Keep in close touch with us, sir. Absolutely. Take care. Right Thank on. you. Bye-bye. And uh let's keep going. I have to lean over to press these buttons here. Uh actually maybe I can pull it a little closer so I don't have to get out of that microphone zone. Let's say hello to uh Ron in Conifer. Hello, Ron, welcome. Hi. I just before your program on your same station there was a program run by a guy named major i didn't get his last name interviewing mick mulvaney yeah and total swamp man swamp sellout yeah okay i I wanted to see i mean and he was saying that trump is the only republican who can lose in 24 and he did some good things but we don't need him anymore and like that yeah and and, and pence was a hero and on january 6th and trump was essentially a villain and you know yeah that's 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 the swamp dc crowd for you and that's that's one of those things that trump kept having these swamp chiefs of staff like mick mulvaney so so, Um, did did he ever fire him or whatever happened well you know he burned through several of them uh, when they started to show their swamp colors and uh, general kelly was another one of them a total swamp rat military guy um but uh yeah just just totally dismiss those guys i mean those are the people that think that uh someone like jeb bush would be a good candidate mulvaney, <laughs> you know? was, mulvaney was not the last one then uh no no i well i don't remember the exact order of them and i frankly tried not to pay too much well, attention okay. to those people but yeah, def- definitely. Just 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 look at what what his position is and where his uh, money comes okay. from, and like who, who he's reliant on. And they're gonna you're gonna get propaganda like that nonstop around the clock. And if they were really thinking that Trump had no chance to win, you would be seeing you would not be seeing a January sixth commission. You would not be seeing any of this stuff. They'd right, be trying right. to get Trump to run. Uh, my, my second <laughs> my second point involves an editor a, a pseudo editorial that aired yesterday, ironically during the Carperin show, preceded by an announcement by KNUS. This is not rep- the following does not represent the attitude of the station. 
and it was none other than Peter Boyles denouncing Trump, saying that uh, if he announces his candidacy before 22, that he'll that the Republicans will lose the 22 election. If he runs in 24, he'll be relegated to the dustbin of history, and that the, and he was praising all the revelations of the January 6th commission. Well, I mean, obviously there's going to be some differences of opinion from the hosts around here, and well, I saw that uh, Britt Hume was saying that um, in, a, in a tweet, something very similar to, you know, D.C. guy, uh, Britt Hume. But Richard Barris, the uh, people's pundit who runs his own polling agency, which is more accurate than all the rest of them, says that uh, actually, you know, Trump is the only one who can help win in 2022 and 2024. He says that the data um, shows the opposite of what, you know, the, the people who tend to be a little bit more... Uh, believing of propaganda might tend to think it's so. It's just amazing how bitter. I mean, I mean, I mean, Boyle's wish has now, you know, just uh, solidified as itself as his. Well, and as you know, I, it's not my job to comment on uh, Peter Boyle's, who is a great friend of mine and who I respect immensely. But right, I mean, we 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 see stuff like this rather differently. And I would say that if you look at the poll data, the Republican voting base sees Trump uh, as the uh, the great MAGA king. And I'll, I'll go through some of that stuff. He's dominating every single poll, just dominating. Well, um, well, but, and well, whoever maybe. the Republicans put up in 2024 is going to be turned into the death and evil incarnate, of course. So, you know, there's not like we're going to sneak somebody through. Mulvaney's but, main point, though, was uh, that Trump can win. Pri- he can uh, pick people who win primaries. But he's he's picking people that are going to lose the general election. Well, let's just yeah, let's just see what happens in 2022. And I seem to recall a, a lot of an awful lot of rhinos who go out there and don't win elections. And of course, the way the people that control the media look at it, they'll they'll just say that uh, well, they're going to look to blame Trump no matter what happens, right? Yeah, so that but, that's just the, that's just the game. That's just the way it goes. And uh, we're very used to it. We have very thick skins around here. And just tune it all out, Ron. Tune it all out, man. So. That's my advice. But uh, anyway, uh, I think I should probably keep carrying on. And thank you, sir. All the best to you. And let me see if I can bring in Jim. Jim. Jim, welcome to the program. Hello, Jim. Hey, man. Yes, greetings, sir. Oh, doing doing well. So am I hearing you think it's a great idea if Trump runs in 2024? At present, I would say it looks like... It looks like the numbers back it up. It looks like it's a positive. It looks like it's a go. And it looks like if you look at the filter of what's the best way we can save this country, that uh, my inclination is that this is going to be a positive. So you didn't partake any of legal marijuana before the show? Uh, No, not even a bit. No, never have, actually. That's just not one of my things. Do you not understand what this January 6th is going He's going to get indicted. It doesn't mean it'll go any further. He's going to get indicted by the Justice Department. Do you not see Of that? course. Well, they already, they've already they okay. already impeached recall, him twice. Do you recall a lady called Tina Peters? Uh, yeah, I recall her. Yeah. What did they beat her with? What did they what? Oh, what did, did they... Lose? I thought you said, what did they feed her with? And I was like, okay. But no, uh, actually... Hey, she was indicted. Okay, on hey, your show, she was. A, you, you talked about that every day. Everybody was talking about her being indicted. Well, somehow I haven't talked about her very much at all. But Jim, can you hang on? We got to talk. Hang on, hang on. 
Welcome to the occupation, sings R.E.M., one of my favorite, favorite bumper songs. And yeah, uh, Fox News story, Trump dominates 2024 GOP presidential nomination straw poll at Turning Point USA Summit. Trump gets 78.7%, Ron DeSantis 19.0%, and then you have a whole bunch of zeros. Mike Pence, 0.3%. Nikki Haley, 0.3%. Ted Cruz, 0.3%. Mike Pompeo, 0.5%. And these are the young people at this uh, TPUSA event. These are the young people. And you look at the other poll data on who do Republican voters want to run? Who do they think they can win? Well, it's dominating for Trump and even this January 6th propaganda commission has only seemed to cement and embolden Trump support and loyalty. Very interesting, folks. Now, I'm talking to Jim. And, Jim, are you still there, sir? Yes, sir. Jim, okay, thank you for being able to hang on. And uh, this is just, you know, obviously a good conversation to have. And I should say I would be very excited for Trump to run. It's way too early to, like, declare who I would be wanting to see win. I would love to see him run, but there might be some other candidate who could pop up, I could imagine, that I might like and want to support. So, you know, I'm not I'm not locked into this, but I'm just saying that uh, it looks pretty promising so far. But you think, Jim, it's it's not a good idea. Trump is a kingmaker. He's not a king. I just can say that I can just see it would be a wet dream with the Democrats to have Trump running. Every the whole thing would be indicted Trump. The whole conversation concerning his the whole election will be indicted Trump. It won't be about the economy. It won't be about our south border. Those are the issues we win on. Well, Not real on quick, real quick. Trump why are they trying so hard to indict him if they just think that uh, that he would not have any chance of winning? Why would they do any of this stuff if they're not afraid of him? I, I, why would they I, do propaganda twenty four seven around the clock? Why would they have tried to impeach him twice? Why would they do all the things they're doing if they think that he's such an easy mark and that uh, they could beat him so easily? Let me just tell you: once he's indicted, they want him to run. Well, of course they're going to indict him. That, that's been my hunch all the way along. That's been their plan all the way along. That's how the swamp works. You know, are you going to let the swamp dictate to you, Jim, who you should have as your candidate or not? Matt, I guarantee you, if the people that listen to your radio station, people you talk to, did what you said, Tina Peters would be elected right now. So you're trying to say that Trump is the equivalent of Tina Peters. I think that's a big, long stretch, Jim, and I don't think that's even close to the mark on anything. So let's take that one out of it. But, uh, but what, what, what is it uh, personally, is there, is, what is it there about Trump that, uh, that you don't like or that you think he's done wrong or that you object to? Or is it purely that the, the left is going to demonize him and that the January 6th committee is going to fraudulently indict him um, is that persuasive enough to you? I, I, I'm saying this. I like Trump. I voted for him twice. He's the type of guy I like. He's, matter of fact, if I had a boss, I would love him as a boss. However, he has made a piss-poor decision concerning the people he hired. The buck stops with him. He hired all these people. 
people that are backstabbers. And he was in, he was advised by other attorneys who not to get. And yet he basically looked them in the eyes and spit them in the face and went in the exact opposite direction. Now, hold Somebody that point. This hold that point. So I would agree with you on that. But it is a very limited pool you can choose from who you can hire as president. And many of these people have to be confirmed by the Rhino Senate, who blocked a bunch of people that he wanted. Now, the Axios articles by Jonathan Swan, Trump's Revenge and a Radical Plan for Trump's Second Term that I was mentioning in the opener, they're uh, addressing exactly that, that Trump is showing a extreme learning curve about deep state hires and who he brings in to his potential next administration. If Trump were to correct that tendency to hire people that are, shall we say, rhino substandard establishment types, would that be a positive for you, Jim? Absolutely. But I don't think, you got to remember, it's going to be decided by the unaffiliated. And those people are going to be looking at it and saying, do I want to vote for somebody that's been indicted? For the low information person, I think it's enough to say, so you think somebody who's been indicted, somebody who's been indicted, that's just fatal. If Liz Cheney and Adam Schiff want to rig some commission so they can indict Trump, you think that should be the end of the road for Trump? You think Liz Cheney and Adam Schiff are the people that should decide who the Republican nominee should be? Uh, I hate them. I think they're nothing. I think they're traitors. But you're living in their shadow. You're, you're empowering no. them. You're giving them credit. No, you're giving I'm, the mainstream I'm, media credit. I don't, it doesn't make sense, Jim. Matt, I'm a realist. You've got to go with what's going on. I'm a realist. The fact of the matter is you've got all the media, including Fox, that would be harping on this indictment. The like they've done for the last six years. They, they've been ripping on Trump from every angle for like 60, six years, uh, and it doesn't seem to hurt him. His popularity only seems to grow. He's far more popular than Joe Biden has been. And by the way, if Trump runs yeah. in 2024, yeah. he's running after four years of epic, absolute, existential disaster of Joe Biden, the rhinos, and the ruling class. I think a sock puppet could run against Biden at this time and when. And you think the media is going to be nice to whoever the Republicans put forward? I think DeSantis is really the guy that's able to pick up the Trump mantle, shove the, talk to the media, and don't let them cower. He is basically... So you, you're in the pro-DeSantis camp, has. and that's right now where uh, about 20% of the GOP I'm, voting base is. And it's uh, in the poll data, according to Barris, it's more like 60 percent Trump and 20 percent uh, DeSantis. So he would be your alternative. Uh, him or Josh Hawley would cream the Democrats. I haven't would seen anything about Josh Hawley running. And I, I see that DeSantis, most people say he's actually not going to be running. So say you don't have DeSantis, say you don't have Hawley to choose from, then, then who might you like? Who can save this country? Uh, you know, this country is dying. Who can look, save look, this country? I'm telling you right now, I would vote for Trump. But I have so many friends, especially female friends, that basically they just can't stand him. They can't get over what he did this last, the last four years on the tweets and all that. Uh, the female vote is going to be hard to pull to his side. Actually, Trump uh, grew, grew women voters with the party. Look at the data there. He brought in Hispanics. He brought in African-Americans. He brought in minorities. He grew the party. So, again, Jim, you're, you're really tied to the propaganda. You're really tied to the mainstream media narrative.
I'm asking you to, to go to the next level and see what's really going on. And if we're just going to sit back and say, well, okay, the propaganda has worked and it's taken Trump out. He just can't overcome all that propaganda. Well, then they're going to go do it to the next victim, the next person, the next nominee. And what if the next nominee doesn't have the stones to stand up to the media and the deep state and the ruling class every single day the way Trump has done for six years? So we have a lot of untested people out there. We don't know if they can really stand up to them, and we got to save this country. And again, I'm just being the devil's advocate. I'm just throwing out some things I, and see what I, you think. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I'll tell you what, I would vote for Trump. I just see too many people in the middle of the road where it just says, if somebody like Michelle Obama ran, they would go to her in a heartbeat over Trump, and they would do it because of his indictment. Because of his indictment, and I say no way, I think January 6th is a big backfire. It is only cementing loyalty to Trump, and it's just another propaganda talking point for the left that the American public is essentially tuning out and immune to at this point. They've uh, cried wolf way too many times. So I, I agree with you. I hardly watch it myself. I nobody's it watching is, it. But you've got you to remember... It is the people, what we call the low-information people, that still refer to the media to make their decisions. But believe it or not, it is these low-information people that Trump brought into political awareness for the first time in their lives. He brought them in. He grew the party. And the rhinos will forever hate him for that. And that means including Hispanic voters and African-American voters. And the reason why we had to have this whole BLM riots across America thing was because Trump was getting too popular with African-American voters. And so they had to gin up something to create identity politics and sow division in this country because of Trump's power, because of Trump's appeal. So again, what, he's the guy they're afraid of, Jim. They are afraid of Trump. He's the guy that's the real danger to the power elite. I think he can, he can make a king out of any, like I say... If DeSantis ran and Trump was in his corner, that is a one-two punch that I think no one can And the overcome. media will pull DeSantis's limbs off one by one every day around the clock. And could he handle it? We'll be right back. Thank you, Jim. James Brown bringing us back. Get up off of that thing. And that's our special memo to Wyoming. Can you get up off of that thing? Not that you're sitting there on that thing, but... If any of you are sitting on that thing, you need to get up off of that thing and make sure that Liz Cheney does not win the primary election on August 16th, uh, Wyoming. If you know anybody in Wyoming, give them a call and say, hey, be great if you voted for Harriet Hegeman uh, to, to win and voted definitely against Liz Cheney surviving a primary. Yeah, let her run for president and get zero percent of the vote. <laughs> I love that. They always try to promote the rhinos, when they go down the tubes and say, oh, Jeff Flake's running for president now. Adam Kinzinger, he's running for president now. Bob Corker, he's running for president now. Oh, and Liz Cheney this morning on CNN, propaganda media Jake Tapper, she refused to rule out the possibility of running for the presidency in 2024. And I'll tell you what, that is laugh. That is desperation. And that is pure propaganda tactics 101 and I am used to him. I am on to the case here. And I really want to see. I can, they, they say, Cat Turd on Twitter says 30 points she's going to lose. I, I'm just hoping, could we get 40? Can we get 50? Wyoming, can we get 50? Can we get that? We're counting on you. 
and maybe we'll talk to Jack at some point. Real quick clip from uh, from Donald Trump before we go back to the phone lines. And yeah, great debates. I mean, I understand all these sentiments. I I truly do. But Trump pa- massive packed. Trump fills up rallies, massive packed houses everywhere he goes. He scares the establishment to death. He is the threat to their power. They don't want him to run again. They're going to have to come up with all these establishment tricks and games and things to try to get him to not run again because they're scared of him. They think he can win again. Yeah, here is Trump. And if I renounced my beliefs and if I agreed to stay silent and if I stayed home and took it easy, if I announced that I was not going to run any longer for political office, the persecution of Donald Trump would immediately stop. You know that, right? Immediately stop. They would go on to the next victim. But that's not what I do. I can't do that. I can't do that. Can't do that. Because I love this country and I love you. I love you. I'll tell you what. Every word of that hits home, hits home. What this man has given up to do, what he is doing, because he loves the country. And yeah, he's he's a threat to the establishment that is destroying this country, the ruling class, the global elites that are destroying this country. And they have isolated Trump as the threat, number one, to their perpetuation of their power. And they really are pulling out all the stops to get him to stop from ever being able to run again. And guess what? Nothing ever seems to work for them. They just can't make him unpopular. Isn't that interesting? Well, let's keep on talking on the phone lines. And uh, mm, let's see. Joe is next in line. Joe in Arvada. Welcome, Joe. Hi, Hi, Matt. Howdy. I wanted to talk to you about so many things. Uh, I went to the tent revival in Colorado Springs. It was amazing. Oh, well done. 3,000 people came to know. 3,000. Revival. Hadn't even heard of it, but that sounds... uh... That sounds positive. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, in fact, in fact, I'll give you a book, Do Not Leave Quietly by Mario Murillo, where he calls out the Democrat Party for being the evil that it is. Mm. Uh, uh, I will say this to, to Jim. Jim, you're funneling right down the rat trail that they want to keep you on. They want you to hate Donald Trump so they can pivot to that next guy and get rid of him in the in the 2024 election. And the if, next guy will be a lot is, easier. Whoever the next guy or exactly. gal is, it'll be a lot easier to take them out with the full court press. And they Exactly. It's taken them 6 years to try to get somewhere with Trump and you know, they just can't do it. They're just they just are He knows where the bodies are buried. He knows where the bodies are buried. He's got the learning curve. He understands how D.C. works now. He understands the true dimensions of the diabolical deep state. If he showed up again, oh, boy, it would be a little, might even just save the country, you know? Oh, yeah, he's definitely the right one. Think about this. He's going to have a $2 billion lead on any other Republican. Now, Now, think about it. When we go state to state, even in DeSantis' hometown of Florida, Donald Trump crushed him 
in the last poll, 79 to, or, you know, 79 to 19 or 78 to 19. Where is DeSantis going to win if he can't win in Florida? Yeah, well. Come on, Jim. By the way, the people that are promoting DeSantis the most right now are, believe it or not, the rhino people. Yes, because they've tried with Nikki Haley. They've tried with Pence. They've tried with Pompeo. And those folks are zero percenters. They can get zero traction. They look over at DeSantis and they say, oh, DeSantis has a little traction. So let's start to get our hooks into him. Let's start feeding him money and planting seeds in his ear and say, yeah, you should run against Trump. You can do it. You could really win. And by the way, we'll be your campaign consultants and you can pay us a lot to run your winning campaign. You see how that works? Oh, yeah. This, these are exactly the same people that told us how Liz Cheney's probably going to win. Really? <laughs> no, she isn't. You know what she's going to be president of? President of the MSNBC Coffee Making Club. That's what she's going to be. <laughs> She's going to be on The View with the ladies and, uh, you know, hanging out with uh, the ghost of uh, John McCain, Megan McCain. That's that's her plan. You know why? You know why? They actually need a token Republican. (laughs) She's not going to be one anymore. By the way, I don't mean to be – I am not critical of DeSantis. I think uh, if Trump does not run, I think DeSantis is the guy. But uh, And I think very, very highly of DeSantis. But if you look deeply into DeSantis, he does have ties to big Republican donor money. And so he won't be able to be his own person. He won't be able to be his own man. He will be at some point, uh, you know, hostage to the big donor crowd. And we have the luxury of not having that with Donald Trump because he's too popular with the masses. He has been in every state in this country and given rallies. And he is he is beloved by about half of this country. And so... uh And he has his own billions. He doesn't need anybody else's billions. And those are very big, important points, I think, Joe. Well, I think DeSantis is a great governor, and he's going to make a great president in 2028. (laughs) But here's the thing. (laughs) DeSantis, if DeSantis is smart, he'll stay out of it. Think about it. In every campaign Donald Trump is going to be able to look over at DeSantis and say, hey, I made you. I made you who you are. Mm-hmm. I put you in in Florida. I'm the one that got you there. I'm the guy who made Ron DeSantis who he is. Yeah, and you, I... you, you might be my policy guy, but, but here's the thing. Or my running Ron mate. DeSantis is a good man. Yeah, my running mate. Let, let, you know what? Behind closed doors, it's going to be, hey, Ron, do you want to really blow your $500 million on this, or don't you want to use it for your Florida campaign? And then when you win, hey, I'll bring you in last second to blow Michelle Obama and Hillary Clinton right out of the water. <laughs> Boom! Well, we'll 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 see what happens. But uh, Trump has said that he gets along great with DeSantis. They have a longtime friendship. I used to play audio clips of DeSantis being very supportive of Trump back in 2015 and 2016. I don't think. And Ned Ryan says that uh, DeSantis is not running Treehouse, conservative Treehouse. Uh, Sundance says he knows for sure DeSantis is not running. But the people that want to divide the Republican Party will do everything they can to try to get him to run and feed him. Feed him the uh, the suggestions. Thank you, sir.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.